Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 136 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, welcome to this week's episode, guys. Uh, we're here. It's Monday. We made it another fucking week. <laughs> uh, I'm excited this week. My guests are Danny and TJ of the Lovers Quarrel podcast. I was on their show, I think, last year sometime. And so I was excited to finally have them on my show. I always love linking up with other podcasters and especially local podcasts from the Baltimore area. So Danny and TJ, they are a young, married, and outspoken couple. And they, on their podcast, they talk about relationships, pop culture, social media, and whatever is happening in the world. But here today on the Boonie Breakdown, uh, I kind of wanted to tap into a lot of things about growing in a relationship because they've been together quite some time. They they are young. They've been together quite some time. I also wanted to talk about how they've navigated growing but staying connected, how they fight fair, how they navigate being parents and being spouses. So this was a good conversation because I know as a single girl, I cater to the single folk out here. But I feel like this conversation was good and we all can take something from it. So stick around for that conversation. All right. So let's hop into Booney's pick of the week. Uh, If you were like me this past Saturday on May 9th, you spent your lovely evening with Erica Badu and Jill Scott. And I must say that was everything I needed and more. Um, I want to say leading up to this battle, which I will say it didn't even end up being a battle. It was more of pure joy and mutual admiration between the two women, uh, which fed my soul in a way I didn't even know I needed at the time. It was wonderful. It was magnificent. But I feel like leading up to it, everyone had kind of discounted Jilly from Philly out and was like Erica was going to blow her out. I started keeping score and I had when they were six rounds in, I had it four two for Jill. Um, and then I do think that this battle was for real fans, people who were truly fans of both women, because I feel like both of them could have played a lot more songs that were bangers that people knew more radio cuts. Um, I feel like Erica did that a little bit more than Jill did. Jill definitely was on the B track, <laughs> the B side. Um, she didn't play a lot of her more well-known songs, songs, which I was kind of shocked about. But I love, 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 I love Jill Scott just as much as I love Rihanna. So if that quantifies my level of love for Jill Scott for you, the comparison to Rihanna, there you go. I fuck with Erica Badu too. Um, but, you know, I was rooting for Jilly from Philly. <laughs> but I just think we all won with that. That was just so, so dope. If you haven't gone and followed any of the playlists, if you are not fans of either women, if you have not listened to their albums, I think both of them have a few, um, both of their debut albums are classics. Um, And I will even say so many memories, so many bad decisions, (laughs) so many tears cried to both of their catalogs. So uh, 
I just want that was everything that I needed and more on Saturday night. So my clear pick of the week, clear pick of the week. All right, housekeeping. Uh, feedback from episode one thirty five with Vanessa of Vagistine, where the conversation was all around consent. I am so thankful and happy that you guys enjoyed that conversation. I had really good DM situations happening. Um, I think one of, um, and a lot of them were really long lengthy. You guys were really in tune to the conversation. And I like how um, one person, Shay, said, uh, thank you. The onus isn't just on men, in quotation marks. Imagine two women in all of these scenarios. It shifts how we even talk about who needs to get or give consent. Both parties need consent. Both parties need to speak up. And both parties need to have the tools to ask for consent. This is critical. I really just finished this podcast full of great content. And you really knocked it out of the park with your breakdown of emotional intelligence while the dick was in your mouth. Truly golden. So I really appreciated all of the insightful feedback and conversations I had around the episode of consent. And if you have not listened, go back and check out the episode. It really is dope. Um, there are laughs in it. It's not a, a heavy episode as one might think it could be. All right. So if you haven't listened, go check it out. All right. We're also in that part of the season where we start counting down. There are nine episodes left in season seven of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. That is right. Nine episodes left. The last new episode of the podcast will air on Monday, July 13th. All right. Start marking your calendars. We got a few more weeks together until we go on our mid uh, year hiatus before we launch season eight. All right. So nine episodes left. I also want to thank everyone who participated in last week's Would You Rather Wednesday Live. This one was really fun. Um, I had a few more people who went live with me. My aunt went live. My aunt who lives in Bermuda went live and everyone loved it because I switched it up. And instead of doing Would You Rather with the people who went live with me, we did Fuck, Mary Kill. And some people were like, that is so cool with your auntie playing Fuck, Mary Kill with you. <laughs> So Ratchet runs in the family. <laughs> but thank you guys again. And just a reminder, um, I had talked about it over on Instagram. Uh, there will most likely be no Boonie live shows happening live this year. Um, I just think it's going to be too much competition with large scale events. Rescheduling for the fall. If we do open up in the fall, I just don't want to compete with those. I can't compete with them. And so I'm going to choose not to do that. It's a bummer. I was really excited about going to New York, D.C. and Houston for live shows this year. But hopefully we can get that done uh, in 2021. All right. If you're new or you're just holding out and you aren't following the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, please, please, please be sure to follow us at The Boonie Breakdown. If you're over on Twitter, you can follow us just at Boonie Breakdown. All right. And when sharing this episode, please be sure to use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown, the hashtag pod and P-O-D-I-N. All right. So uh, that is it for me. And so let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys, it's your girl, Booney, and I'm excited because I'm finally getting them on my podcast. 
I did their podcast last year, I believe. And so I want to welcome Danny and TJ to the Booney Breakdown. Hey, world. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? Well, in yourself? We're good. We're good. Hanging in there. Good. Look, since I've been trying not to talk about it too much, but it's all, it's everywhere. So you got to talk about it. The Rona. How are you guys maintaining? We are maintaining. We just actually um, finished recording for our show. And I mean, that's definitely like the topic of the conversation. Because I mean, there's, you know, not like we could say, yeah, we, we went to this last week and we could talk about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we're, you know, we're maintaining and managing. We're very, you know, blessed to still be working from home. Um, so as far as like employment is concerned, we're not struggling there. Um, and we are just trying to like manage working from home and a three-year-old and then also a mom. So that was my big question for you guys. Cause you, you have the baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's definitely, you know, sometimes I, so like I was talking about like, to TJ about how I've been having like bouts of mom guilt because you know, she's, you know, before all of this, she had like a routine and she's kind of more structured because of daycare. And, you know, when she would come home in the evening and now, you know, a lot of things are out of whack and out of sorts. So, um, and, you know, you're trying to like toss it up between like, is this just like her being three or is this like reacting to like all the sudden changes that have happened over the last few weeks? So, um, but you know, she's like, don't get me wrong, like she's happy and healthy and all that stuff like that. But you can't help but wonder, you know, how much of this of this is, you know, being three and how much of this is like product of being life in the Rona type thing. Yeah, that's tough. I, I, I'm commending uh, parents right now because I, I've i said before on here, I don't know how y'all doing it. Working like I was I was telling my manager earlier today because she's literally had like breakdowns with me on the phone and she lives in L.A., and so we've been doing like a lot of video conferencing and I'm like where are you because I feel like I know everybody's house now because everyone's like I'm in the kitchen I'm in the bedroom and I'm like where are you that's she's like I'm hiding in the backseat of my car from my children oh, no. how old are, and she's, are her children I think seven and four. Oh Jesus see that's probably seven and, four. Yeah. and so she, yeah, she's not used to it she's not she's like I, and that's she's like I feel like I'm failing. She's like, you know, I have to teach, I have to work, I do this, and she works on East Coast time, even though she's in LA. Yikes! So she's up at five or four to log on to be on East Coast time. Like I'm like Jesus. Like <laughs> I, I commend her, and I had to tell her I was like, you know, you have to give yourself a break. Like take a fucking day off from work. Like just because we can work from home doesn't mean you have to. Like work can't. every day like take a fucking day like your house has become the gym it's the school it's your job it's too much take a day it's the club. It's, it's everything yeah. it's the club it's literally everything <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought that i'm trying to like be realistic and but optimistic still and so in my mind i'm like we're not getting out i keep telling people like see you in november so if it ends up being like August, then that's better. But yeah. I think it's gonna be November. <laughs> August the earliest. See, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm optimistic, and I'm like, okay, well, like by end of June, like no, yeah, I'm, that's real optimistic. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, I mean, it would be nice because like no this, birthday. I didn't get a birthday. You don't get a birthday, Danny. It's <laughs> you kind of hate it right now. I mean, call it. When was your birthday? March twentieth. 
Oh yeah. And then Tatum's like right at the cusp when people were shutting down. Exactly. Yeah. Tatum's birthday was April 7th. So she definitely obviously didn't have, we had a virtual birthday party for her. And yeah, my birthday is not until July 16th, but I'm just, I'm just trying to be optimistic, but I know also like trying to like piecemeal it. Cause if I like November, like that's going to like wear on my spirit way more than like June will, even if it does go out all the way out to November, but I'm going to just like piecemeal it. Like, okay, if it's not, by June, then I'll say, like, okay, August. And if it's not by August, then I'll say, like, November. So I got to break it into chunks. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, it's, I think that's an interesting thing, too, like, watching how people, different people cope with stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so for you, that's your method. For me, it's like, i rather know, think it's, we're in for the long haul, and then if we're surprised, <laughs> like, yay, we're free. Because I'm a little sad. Like, I think it hit me this week, because I've been fine. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm in my house alone, and like, I haven't been bored. I'm like, okay, I'm good. But it hit me this week really hard and today in particular because I should be in fucking Mexico. Mm. And I was like, fuck. And for me, I was like, that was from a place of privilege, too, to know, like, that was my first big life change was that I can't go on vacation, right? I'm still working, still getting a check. I'm cool in my house. I, I'm, I don't need food. And I'm like, fuck, now I can't go to my five-star resort. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was looking forward to. So today well, I was. Because <laughs> my job, I, I had trips lined up. So I was supposed to go to uh, Alabama, which, I mean, nobody wants Alabama, to go to Alabama. But Alabama, the food was good. I went to Alabama for a work trip. The food was and, good. <laughs> Alabama, we're supposed to be in Bermuda. Yes. I was, oh, nice. I so we, yeah. Um, supposed to be going to Kansas. But that's can't like everything's canceled. But you are right. I didn't even think about just the privilege of being able to travel mm-hmm. and like Yeah. Yeah. I read today that- Oh go ahead. No, you got it. I was saying I read today that TSA reported that like they only had there was like a ninety six percent drop in like travel and they said that like today across the country they only TSA only had to check 95,000 people and this day last year it was like 2.3 million people and yeah like a friend of mine had to go on get a flight and she said that there were like five people on the flight that is crazy that's probably like post 9-11 numbers Mm -hmm. and like and 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 this is going longer than what 9-11 did yeah 9-11, 9-11, they, they grounded everything for maybe like a, maybe a few days. But then after that, like, people were like, oh, I got shit to do. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. but this is like totally different. But yeah, I think um, it hit like the, the parental part has kind of like what's hit me the most. Because I'm, I'm by nature, like I'm pretty much like a homebody. So like being home and like, I'll say this, the fact that we moved just before this all really like popped off. Um, oh, wow has been like a blessing in the sense that we moved into a bigger space. So. Oh, nice. So, and on top of each other, like go over there, leave me alone. <laughs> we whole house, me and TJ might not make it. Like, so. <laughs> that was going to be one of my questions for you guys, because it's been articles coming out about like other areas in the world who are like almost on the end of this. Mm-hmm. And they were saying like, I think it was in China, like divorces are at an all time high. I can understand. And you said you can understand. <laughs> so it's like, how are you guys faring it out as a couple? Like, so the new space helps. How about, what do you have to say, sir? 
I think we're doing good for the most part. I mean, we've had very minimal quarrels. We've so had, we've had some beefs, but it hasn't been like for what it's worth. What I do, what I will say is this: I think it has to do with not only just like obviously having a little bit more like space to be in our own respective parts of the house, which is definitely helpful. But I think because we were already on a good trajectory as a, a married couple period before all this started because what I was thinking was like if this was like 2018 like me and TJ might have been real fucked up because yeah, I could you up you said he would have kicked me out get, get out. out shut the hell up <laughs> um, like 2018 was like a rough year for us as a, in a as a couple from top to bottom and that might have been a you know I'm not saying even necessarily like a deal breaker but just like that we might have been struggling way more than what we have since this all started. That's fair. Mm. I think if we were working our, at least for me, if I was working like my, my old jobs, mm-hmm. like I probably would have been like pissed, pissed worse. Yeah. We're in a good space though. Thank God for that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's good to hear. So how long have you guys been together and how long have you been married? So we've been together since '04. So that's going to be sixteen. We're going on sixteen years. Sixteen years together. Together, and then we just celebrated seven years of marriage. Seven years of marriage. Because our anniversary. Wow. And you guys are young, so people listening. Yes, their thirties. Yes, TJ just turned thirty-two. Yeah, Danny stole all my good years. First of all, (laughs) you took all. That's such a long time. Uh, I don't yeah. think I've been in a relationship longer than two years. <laughs> Listen, it's not for the pain of heart, and it's not what we we didn't anticipate anticipated when we were 16, 17 years old, fucking around with each other. But it's just kind of how it worked out, and here we are. You know, That's so cute though. <laughs> it's how did you know? Okay, I'm gonna ask TJ. Like, yeah. how did you know Danny was forever? So I always tell this story. So it was, I hate it. It was two different times. The first time I knew that she was a keeper, I was 16. And I went to go play basketball. Danny came to my house and my room was clean. So when I seen it. I'm like, I went to my mother. I'm like, thank you for cleaning my room. And she was like, I didn't clean your room. Danny cleaned my room for me. And I was like, oh. oh <laughs> I regret it to this day. And then when I was in my journey of trying to become an alpha, <laughs> Uh, Danny really held me down. I was like, oh, I know when things get tough, she got my back. So I was like, I need to marry her. Oh, all right, Danny, when did you know? Um, I don't have like an ex- ex- an exact like moment per se, but what I, what I think, what I think what it was, was that like for us to have been together <laughs> from such a young age, that um, TJ was always like very, very sure about how he felt about me. Um, And I think that, you know, in having female friends period or just friends period, when like relationships come along, like some, some of the biggest issues often come stem back to like, well, where do we stand? How do you feel about me? Where is this going? And TJ was always, you know, forever in a day was always kind of like, I want you. I want to be with you. I'm committed to you. I love you. Like everything else is, you know, to the side. And um, 
that level of commitment is something that let me be more vulnerable and let my guards down and realize that like, okay, even though we're really young, like this is, there's besides the fact that we're young, there's nothing here that tells me that we're not a real relationship. And I basically was kind of like, all right, I'm going to just ride this thing to the wheels fall off. And they just haven't ever fallen off. That is the cutest thing. <laughs> I love that though, but that you were reassured that he wanted me. Yeah. Like you said, that's the biggest thing. That's the bull- <laughs> that is the worst game that all every girl listening to this is like, well, he does this, so what does it mean? He does this, what does it mean? <laughs> yeah, weird. that's what's up. Yeah, and I, I'm just not one for you know. I think God does everything. You know, God knew that I wasn't meant for game playing and I'm like I'm just not built for that so he was just like here here's your husband while you're still in high school like (laughs) you know and I was I wasn't 100% on it at first because I was like you know that that reassurance that he get he did have his assurance that he had in us and in me was a little like scary in the beginning because I'm like sir like we are 17 years old like yeah this is a lot but over time it made me realize like you know this is what I have is something that a lot of people are seeking and it does, you know, and, and it's also what I need, you know, like not just saying like, Oh, I'm going to stick around just because he's giving me something that other people aren't getting, but because it is what I also wanted to. Gotcha. So you guys been together since you were 16. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's like a, that's like a lifetime for some people already. Right. Yep. How do you guys stay interested in each other? Like, how do you keep it? Like, oh, that's my, that's my nigga. <laughs> like, you know, you, I don't know. That's a great question. I, for me, I, um, you know, I try to make sure that I look good for Danny <laughs> besides looking good for myself. But, you know, you, you try to make sure that you keep some things the same. You try to change things. Um, I, I make sure to pay attention to Danny. If she says that she likes things or she, you know, she may be watching a TV show and was like, I like this. And I may be like, oh, okay. How can I implement that into my real life, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we also have conversations and I'm able to, you know, make sure she's good, check in with her and, you know, see what she likes, what she don't like and how I can just continue being the man that she wants. Um, I would say, I think that, even though it's been 16 years, but like at the same time, because we got together so young, like we're not like at our, at our core, we're the same person, but we're, we're not the same people we were when we were teenagers. So as far as like keeping it interesting, we've had all of these like life moments and milestones and growing pains that we've had to go through individually and together. So it's almost like life in itself of like just becoming an adult has helped contribute to like us being, you know, keeping it interesting or, uh, not getting bored with each other because we're always like facing a new challenge or triumph together or, or separately. So it, it, and we're, you know, and we're growing and we're maturing. So like, I'm not the same girl. I was, you know, I'm not the same person I was exactly yeah. 17. So he's, it's not like he's with the same Danny, but then he's also not with the same Danny. So that also, I feel like keeps it, it keeps it interesting. Um, and I just, and as far as like being more like, direct in my way of like keeping him interested is like I try to you know I just try to like 
pay attention to like his needs. Like I'm, I'm definitely not as like thoughtful as him when it comes to like gift giving and shit mm. like that. Shut up. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm more like mindful when it comes to like, like the emotional needs, right? Like he's when he's having a hard day or he's stressed out about something or he's excited about something. I know like, all right, I'm not going to like shit on his parade right now. Cause he's in a good, you know, he's in a good mood. He's going to shit on it later. No. <laughs> Mental note. <laughs> or if he's like in a bad mood, I'm going to, you know, make sure that I try to like help him with, in some other way. So I don't know. Like, I just think that we try to, we try to just be to kind of fill the gaps where the other person is missing, which is what helps keep us, you know, relevant and useful in each other's lives amongst other things. Come on, yin and yang. I like it. <laughs> and I think I, I was excited to have you guys on because I always have things about uh, since I'm single and most of my audience is single, I always cater to the single girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, we did when I was trying to think like which what which way do I want to frame this conversation mm-hmm. we I just did an episode about like online dating and I did an episode with a dating coach and I was like oh we got to talk about the relationship because I don't think I've ever had a married couple come on my podcast well we're glad to be the, the first. first that's what I'm talking about yes come on <laughs> look at you getting excited Mr. Alpha because I'm around this arrogance all day every day that's crazy to me I'm really <laughs> humble all the time how, all do you, the time. how does somebody say I'm really humble though, all the time it's like oxymoron I mean am I not humble all the time though Oh my gosh. Am I not? I'm asking you a question. Mooney, this is your show. Next you know question. me better than anybody. <laughs> you not humble. Sure, baby. Well, look, since we're doing this, I'm going to go here now. So yeah. your show is called Lover's Quarrel. Yes. Okay. And how do you fight fair, right? Because disagreements and arguments come up. Ooh. I'm going to pour some more wine on that. We'll That's tough. On. Yeah, because I'm like... You get in your feelings, and I'm somebody who, um, and I've shared this in past episodes where, you know, I grew up in a house with domestic violence, and so when things get heated sometimes, I just have to shut down because it triggers me. Mm-hmm. And so if the voices get above a certain octave, I just can't engage with that because it doesn't put me in a good place. And mm-hmm. so I know because then I'm then I'm a Sagittarius, like I'm just going to hurt mm-hmm. the fuck out of you, right? So... <laughs> I have to walk away to preserve what I have. So how do you guys fight fair over 16 years? You've got, you guys have some tips. So over time, I'm going to say we've matured. Yeah. Cause it used to be, you know, uh, listen, anything you can do to win a battle, you got to win a battle. Right. But <laughs> as you get older, it's like, at what cost, you know? I can win a battle, but if I'm going to hurt her feelings or if I'm going to make her resent me or hate me, then it's like, is it worth, you know, doing that? Um, One thing that we've kind of implemented is like not bringing up past issues. Okay. So like something happened when we first started dating in 04 and we're using it as a nugget to be able to validate our argument. (laughs) Kind of like, you know, what are you doing? So that's something that, I, that, again, we're not perfect. So we 
we, we are always working on it, but that's something that we really try hard on not doing. Like if it happened like a year ago or three years ago, like don't bring it up just to prove a point, you know? If, especially if it's not like still a problem. Um, gotcha. That's that's one thing. Like if it's still something that's like a continuous problem, then that's, that's one thing. Cause then you're just showing a track record. But, and I'm going to start by saying that like, we definitely have like, and to this day, like still have moments where we don't fight fair and we go for the jugular and, you know, we pull out all stops. But I think that the way that we, another way that we kind of help with fighting fair is aside from kind of like picking and choosing our battles is um, taking the time to kind of like choose our words carefully. Like, um, because, and like, so, and sometimes you, like, I, I know I'm somebody, like I'm, I'm definitely not as argumentative as TJ. So, <laughs> I need to like walk away sometimes and I need to like collect myself. Like, I mean, so like, I know that they always say like, Oh, you shouldn't go to bed mad. Right. But sometimes, sometimes, but see, I'm somebody where like a nigga needs a nap. Like I need a, a, a <laughs> good night's sleep. I need to sleep on it. Like I need to sleep on it. I need to calm and collect myself. And usually when I wake up the next morning, I'm in a better headspace. So then we can like come to the table and have this like conversation, this argument, this disagreement in a better frame of mind um so i mean i would say like it's about picking and choosing your battle it's about choosing your words wisely sometimes and you know and trying and you gotta really try hard to resist the urge to just want to win like you don't want to we had a guest on our and it was like you know you don't want to fight just to win like Mm -hmm. you know and because yeah you might win the argument but like has anything changed in your relationship is the person still going to do what they were doing that you were fighting over to begin with is are you guys happy with each other and it's it i think that's really like i'm gonna kind of use the inspiration from the guest that we had which was like you shouldn't you gotta make it a point to try not to fight to win sometimes you gotta fight to like clear the air or to get your point across or to make your you know make yourself heard but you don't have to like fight to win because if you're just fighting to win then that's that's when you start not fighting fair Mm. i like that don't fight to win thank you well, I gotta, I gotta uh, give it to uh, Uchechi. <laughs> so, with, with, you have a, a young child. Yes. I feel like this is the other thing. I got a question about this, and it's been sitting in my inbox because I'm like, I don't know how to answer this. Uh, <laughs> but you have a young child. You've yeah. been married for seven years. How do you? balance who comes first your kid or your spouse mm. you know you, we often hear that kids change relationships they can so they can. I always yeah, oh, see, oh look at that they can <laughs> so how do you balance that no I, I, was, I was saying i always say if you want to ruin a relationship have a child and, and and not saying that in a negative way but there's so much change and so much uh there's so much change that comes with it that if you're not properly prepared, it can ruin your relationship. So, yeah, like if you're having, if your relationship isn't solid prior to having a baby, and or you think, or even worse, if you think having a baby is going to fix things and problems in your relationship, then yeah, you, yeah, you fuck. Um, and <laughs> I would say that to an extent, like, see, I really don't even feel like it's necessary to say that who comes first, your child or your partner, because 
your child's needs and your partner's needs are going to be vastly different. Um, but it, there, what I will say is this, is that it kind of goes in cycles, right? So in the beginning, and I'm, and I'll speak from a mother, you know, obviously I'm going to speak from a mother's perspective, right? You come home with, well, in the beginning you get pregnant, right? And all the, the, the first 40 weeks that you're pregnant, the 40 weeks that you're pregnant, 41 weeks that you're pregnant, all of the changes are happening to you, to you physically. Mm. You and your partner, you know, best case scenario is doing everything to be supportive, but ultimately like this is something that they will never experience. And, you know, TJ and I had arguments, had one particular argument when I was pregnant because I was trying to like convey my exhaustion and stuff. And it's because I, like, I'm always tired. I'm just a sleepy head. And I, but um, I was like, yo, I'm so fucking exhausted. And he was like, but you're always tired. And I'm like, I'm like, no, but this is a different level. And I'm like, I'm, I'm growing eyeballs and elbows in here, my nigga. Like, I'm just like, like, I'm <laughs> tired. and I had to be like, you can't, you can't tell me how I can feel because I am fucking tired. Like, cause, and I'm like, you can never have a baby. So therefore you can't tell me, you know, you get it. So fast forward again to when you have a baby and then it's like, you know, you have this little infant and on one hand, like it might, they, they trump your partner in the beginning in ways, in the sense that like, you have to keep this person alive. Like that's the shit they don't tell you when they send you home from the hospital. It's like, oh yeah. Keep them alive. Step one. <laughs> Like there's people who have kids who can't keep a plant alive, who can't boil water, but they got to keep a human being alive. Right. And that part, you know, you take a lot of, you know, you, you all of your energies and your attentions kind of go to that. So then it ends up, you know, your partner sometimes gets a little like neglected. But what I will say is that if you have a supportive partner, if you have an understanding of each other, there's going to be some type of like division of labor and the things that, that he can do, that your partner can do, they will do in order to lighten the load. Because at that point, it's, it becomes a thing of like, I need TJ to help me with feeding Tatum at night. So that way I'm not so exhausted that I, I don't have a, the bandwidth to, to talk to him about anything else besides Tatum. Um, mm. So, you know, it, trying to, I'm going to land the plane in a second. Sorry, this is like a, a big thing for me, but <laughs> it, it's important to prioritize your partner even once y'all, y'all start to have kids. But understand that like there's like a hierarchy right and so sometimes like in the beginning when the needs of the child are like like keeping them alive then that's gonna like trump you know oh i didn't cook you dinner i didn't cook your favorite dinner last night or something like that or we haven't had sex in a week or something like that like there's there's going to be like a balance but then if you're if you're tag teaming it like you know it took two of us to make this kid then my bandwidth opens up and frees up for me to be there for you. And, and so therefore it becomes a little bit easier over time. And like now Tatum's three, so she's young and she still needs her mommy and daddy for many, many things. Now she's raising herself for real. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely tells us all the time. I can do it by myself. She's I don't on, need your help. She's on autopilot. So. And, but like at the same time, like now we're at a place where we can, we can be more, even more attentive to each other because she's able, she's got like the basics down, right? She can talk for herself and she can, she's potty trained and all stuff like that. And so we can focus in on each other. So I think it just kind of goes in cycles. Like it's, there's going to be gotcha. stages where the, the child is the priority, but ultimately it kind of comes back to your partner. So TJ, this might be a terrible yeah. question to ask. 
were you resentful at first when she had the baby a bit or were you just were you understanding like no i know um, it's not easy but i don't know about what about I, me I, I wouldn't say resentful <laughs> okay um, did i feel like what about me i i surely did um but i also think that i needed to I needed to see that to be able to understand what was going on and understand that it's not a personal attack against me. Um, yeah. and it helped me as a man just say, okay, how can I help Danny? You know, um, I think sometimes I, I hate the question is like, who comes first? Cause at least for me, I don't care if she fixed Tatum's food first and then take care of me, or whatever. Like, Let's get whatever needs to be done, done. But don't forget about me, you know? And I think that sometimes happens. But like Danny said, um, if she's doing everything, I can't expect her to do everything, be a full-time mother, be a full-time worker, and try to be a wife at the same capacity and the same energy and everything else. Um, And I think that sometimes as men, we have to realize, we have to understand that we have to be understanding. Um, this is a this is a temporary, right? You know, kids are there. Come on, listen, fellas. <laughs> you know, the, the baby's going to be there. It's temporary. But what I will say is just try, the parents should try to find ways to still make time for each other. Date nights. That's why it's so important to have a village. Like, I, I don't know 100%, how. 100%. Yeah. I, I don't know how. And I, I take I said I, I said it all the time as well. Like, Danny, so Danny cousin her older cousin and her youngest cousins came they stayed with us they took care of tatum like that first the whole first week we were home oh wow that's bomb it was my little cousin's spring break and and then the following week my family came down so like my mother watched her so me and danny can go to the movies something as simple as just going to the movies right um but i think that for people who are planning on having children and stuff like that you should have that conversation. What is this going to look like? And kind of talk through those expectations. Um, me and Danny did not. We had an idea, but we never really sat down to really say, okay, what happens in this scenario? What happens in that scenario? So when it happened, it was kind of like fresh for us. And, you know. And frustrating. It caused some. <laughs> but even with that, we had to sit down and, and have that conversation later. And it, it was kind of eye-opening for me just to kind of see, like, you know, what she goes through. Honestly, it wasn't until Tatum was born that I realized how much work that women do. Um, Look at that. And how much, and how much <laughs> pressure are on women, um, you know? So, And I think it took – TJ always talks about the time. So, like, I went to New Orleans when Tatum was, like, three months old. Yes. And that was, like, the <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you tell your story. Yeah, so she went and Tatum fell off the couch that weekend. Like anything that could go <laughs> wrong went wrong. But, but it was that needed to happen for me to say to her, like, I'm sorry. I appreciate everything you do and I'm gonna do better, you know? Gotcha. Um, sometimes you just gotta, you know, some people are perfect out the gate some people it takes a little bit but for me just having to do what danny was doing on autopilot by myself it it made me say damn she really does a lot like you know how can i help so that's when it it kind of been like okay if she's taking care of tatum then i can do 
this. I can do the other stuff that she would have done, you know? So Listen. don't I'll cook. I'll cook, you know? So it's, I mean. Listen, I, you just said a few things, TJ. I'm going to give you credit. <laughs> because I have I have friends who are married, who have children, and you said something earlier, like paying att- attention to what she likes. Because guys think women are so difficult. If they would just fucking listen and pay attention, one. And then two, helping. I have so many friends who that was their biggest complaint with their husbands or baby fathers is that they did not help. Yeah, and I mean, that's, it's just so important. Like, so first of all, my love language, my number one love language is um, is acts of service. And gotcha. I always think about the um, the Kevin Hart uh bit that he did on his stand-ups where he was like him and his best friend were on the phone and he was like, yo, help me. When he was talking about <laughs> <laughs> He was like, help me. Like, if you do things to make, to, 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 if you take something off of my plate, you know what that frees up? My mind and my heart and my legs. And so therefore, like, I can I can have this the like, I always go back to bandwidth and I'm like I have the bandwidth to be more attentive to you if you help me and like I appreciate it when I went to New Orleans and he was home with Tatum and he was like you know and I don't think TJ assumed that I was just home doing nothing but at the same time he realized like how exhausting being home with a young child is even though it's there you know it's just feedings and changing and stuff like that but you're kind of like you're you're tied to them um and it's just it's just very very important to to make sure that you're having those conversations because yeah, communication is the most important thing, mm-hmm. and and that's just for relationships, parenting, anything. Mm-hmm. I I think we we tend not to have those conversations, and and even if it's a tough conversation, yeah, still have, have those conversations. Difficult conversations you know? are the ones that need to happen the most. And if people avoid those difficult conversations because they're difficult, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like if you would just be brave enough to ask what you want to ask or approach the topic that you want, life will be so much better. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Because it, because I think, but see, I think it's hard just because again, you may bring up something that your partner may not be interested in, or they may look at you different. So you may not ask that question. Like we can have the open communication, but I also think people have to be a little bit more open-minded. So that way, when the conversation comes, you're not judging. Because that that, that, because that forces people to be like, I can't ask my partner this because when we was watching this TV show, she said she would never do that. Or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it happens. But I think the thing about having difficult conversations is that it, it opens up shit. If, if anything, if even if it just lets you know, like, damn, I can't talk to him about this. Well, maybe I'll. Yeah. It's like, so it, like, like it, it, it's like it, it sends up the red flag, like, okay, this is not the person for me. But, Having difficult conversations is just that they're difficult, but they have to happen because like to kind of like put a bow on this whole like parenting portion of the of of our relationship is like I'm now Tatum just turned three. I am now just getting at a point where I'm like feeling ready to do this whole like having another baby bit, because if I'm being like (laughs) transparent, Booney, like. I was I had like a little bit of PTSD from the beginning for those like beginning months and stuff because I, felt, I could only imagine because I you know just in general but I, I they were in the beginning when we first had had our daughter I felt like some in some ways I was a little bit like alone and by myself in the the day to day like taking care of her and the waking up in the middle of the night and I had some I didn't manage my expectations 
well enough because we didn't have the conversation. We didn't have the conversation. And also my parents talked about their experience with me. So Danny just thought (laughs) me and her were going to do the same exact thing. And I was doing exactly what my father was doing, but Danny Uh, wanted me to do above and beyond. uh, I was. (laughs) Where I fit in. And that's the same thing my father was doing. Yeah, but you like, I, so no, his dad, his parents used to always talk about how his mom was like, would stay up late and his dad was the early riser. So he, they, his mom would stay, do the late night, late nights, like the late night stuff with uh, TJ. And then his dad would do the early morning, but. Yeah, but that was based off of how <laughs> it fit for my father to do it. And so I ultimately, I was doing late nights and early mornings. And so I was, you I, assume. I started to grow a little resentful. <laughs> so you assumed. And therefore, we had an issue. Again, water over the bridge. We grew under, from it. Under the bridge. You know? Look, look, look. Well, We're not going to have... Look, I'm not trying to bring up things. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. So. Well, look. I normally wrap up my episodes with doing the thing called the breakdown, which is word association. All right. But I'm going to switch it up. Okay. okay with you guys and i know we always do you always see like the newlywed game uh-huh i'm gonna quiz you guys i'm Woo! gonna do five questions each <laughs> All right. they're pretty light they're they're nothing heavy okay we're ready. and we're gonna see who's right uh- who wins i'm gonna alternate so i'm gonna be like danny whatever tj whatever okay ready ready all right, Danny. Hmm. What is TJ's favorite color? His favorite color is um his favorite color is essentially blue. If we had to like go with just one. Maybe black, maybe red. Never red. Is she right? No red? Blue when I was younger was definitely like one of my favorite colors. Um as I've gotten older, black is definitely it. So sorry. So she's on the board with a point. She's uh no she 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 got to get like sixty six percent. What? You, <laughs> you look good in red. That's all right. She's full point. All right, TJ. What is Danny's favorite junk food? Her favorite junk food. <laughs> can I say like of the moment, or you want me to list them all? You can say of the moment. Because at the moment, she's been. Killing these uh, Teddy Grahams. He's chocolate <laughs> Teddy Grahams. She also likes oh. Oreos. She likes Chip Ahoy's. These little black and white cookies. I do like a black and white cookie. Yeah. So these are correct. Yes. The, the chocolate Teddy Grahams, I've been... Do uh, I get extra points because I, I listed like I multiple? I listed, listed like eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm really fat, but whatever. Um, Look, but I'm it. like Teddy Grahams. I got to go far. I didn't even know they still made Teddy Grahams. What? Yeah. She's been killing these Teddy Grahams. I took it back to my childhood. Like every night. What do we do when we're going through trauma-filled moments? You resort back to the things that make you happy, like childhood. Comfort, yes. Comfort. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> alive and well. My sister said the same thing. She was like, you still eat. She's like, you ate those shakes when you were four. I said, mind your business. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did not know they still made them, but now I might have to go look for them. It's just some really right next to the cookies. <laughs> Danny, what is TJ's favorite vehicle? Ooh, okay. It's changed over time. 
Let me see if you be listening. Oh, God. See, this is so, like, wishy-washy. Watch your like, mouth. Don't be disrespectful. Whatever. So uh, <laughs> once upon a time, all TJ wanted was a Porsche Cayenne. Yeah. Um, and then and then I grew up and I realized that a then, Porsche Cayenne meant, like, high maintenance. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. Now, I think, um, so, like, we both drive Hondas, but I think, he, I don't know if he wants, like, a Honda truck. No. no she don't know me. Um... <laughs> BMW? I think it's time for me to get a new wife. Whatever. It's like a BMW truck? Let me go quiet. I'm not going to say yes because okay, well, what you is don't it? know me. It was a Porsche Cayenne forever and a day. I want a Tesla. Oh, he did want a Tesla. Oh, yeah. Tesla. I said, I said that when we get a new house and I have a garage, want I want a Tesla. Tesla. You're right. But you don't listen. So I cool. do listen. It's cool. <laughs> I should have known that because it's, my dad had a Tesla, and so we we said that if TJ got a Tesla, he would have reached like my dad's final form because people think that like my TJ reminds. <laughs> you married your dad? In a lot, in some ways, yes, I did. Um, but <laughs> half a point if I did the old. No, no, one. no! You do not get a point, Dad. Oh my god! Lost. Go ahead. All right, TJ. What is? Your wife's favorite TV show. Her favorite TV show. <laughs> <sighs> That's tough. I'm gonna say Golden Girls. Is that not? It's okay. So it's like one of it's something I will always watch. So... I mean, you watch that. You watch The Office. Rick and Morty. No, I don't watch Rick and Morty. Not Rick and Morty. Mm. Um, Bob's Burger. I watch Bob's Burger. All right then. Bob's Burger is good. Oh, funny. <laughs> I'm up and, I'll, and, I'll watch, and I'll watch Steven Universe. Yes, you do watch Steven Universe. I'm a bit of a, like a, a blurred black nerd. Come on. Come on, comedy shows. Yes, I like to laugh. Look in the mirror. You know, I, I do watch Rick and Morty, though. So I've never seen I'm the episode. Totally... Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's... Rick and Morty is pretty funny. I'm definitely an adult swim. Drama, <laughs> the Bob's Burgers. Okay, I'll check it out. Thank you, Booney. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Danny. Yes. What is TJ's favorite movie? Mm. Oh, he has several. Um, I'm gonna go with if he had to say so he has a several favorite movies, but I guess I would say Wolf of Wall Street. Woo! You better know me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> really, Wolf of Wall Street. That was a good one though. Oh, that's that's like yeah, it's, that's it's, pr- it's like Five hours long, but he will watch it's it. It's like three hours. It's, it's just a great story. I really wish I was. I wish I could have grown up. Grown up. I wish I could have grew up during that time. Uh, I'm good on that because the shit that they were getting into and the way that it they was. were moving, bruh. You wouldn't have done all that. You got too much of a conscience. Do no. you watch um, Black Monday on Showtime? I no. do not. But that's like during that time. That's on Regina um, Hall. Oh. Yeah, it's it, it's very <laughs> short. It's thirty minutes, so you can binge it really fast. Black Monday. Um, I think Showtime is free, but Don Cheadle's in it, Regina Hall, and so Don Cheadle is like it. It's almost similar. He's running kind of a shady stock exchange company in New York, and he has like a Lamborghini limo. Like it's wild. It is wild. They they do coke all the time in the office. Like, yeah, I probably wouldn't be doing a whole bunch of coke, but I'm just saying they were getting away with a whole bunch of yeah, they were just doing illegal shit that draw midgets, even those little people. No, 
And I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about as far as the way that they were moving, they were doing all this illegal shit. Literally, if Jordan Belfort would have just uh, signed away, he would have been fine, but he had no jail time. The only reason why they got him is because he became greedy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, that's what always happens, though. But I'm just saying. So We'll never know when to stop. Exactly. Yeah. If you, now, if you did that shit that he did back then now, oh, it's over for you. Absolute power. <laughs> All right, so who's who's up? TJ, you're up right now. It's his turn. Yeah, he's beating me by one point. No, it should be All tied. Right. Are you going to give her the point? You didn't give me the point for your car. You didn't give her the point for the car. No, this is my third question. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I'm gonna I'm win this, and then I'm gonna be three two. Okay, go ahead. I'm busting your ass. Shut up. I'm trying to give a hard one. Please do. Let's see. Okay. TJ, do you know your wife's most embarrassing moment? <laughs> yes, I do. He's so confident. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't think she's had many, but I can think of one. And I know you, and I know you know what I'm thinking of. I think I know what you're thinking of, too. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. Um, we were in New York. <laughs> oh and I went to go visit my grandmother, and oh. Danny had to go pee. Oh so God. she went to... My grandmother's house. My grandmother's old, and she didn't answer the door fast enough. So when I went upstairs, I'm like, "Hey, grandma," because I, I finally found parking. So for those New York, we have the worst parking <laughs> Y'all do. ever. So I'm like, "All right, cool." I parked the car. I'm going upstairs. My like, grandma, where's like, I'm you know, I'm coming to see you before I leave. Where's Danny? And she was like, "Danny never came here." I'm like what? So I'm calling Danny. Danny's not picking up. So now I'm freaking out. I'm like, I literally seen you walk in this building. Where are you at? Like, if you got a boyfriend in my old building, then oh we got a bigger God. problem. <laughs> Please just add a note that I was very drunk off Sangria. So it's like five minutes go by. I don't see her. I came back downstairs and I'm talking to my best friend who happened to walk by. And then I see Danny and I'm seeing her and I'm like, yo, where are like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm like freaking out. Like, what happened? I was back in the car. You were ready? <laughs> okay. So that's what it was. You double parked. That's okay. So whatever, whatever the case may be, she was ready in the car. I'm, I'm like, what happened? And she's like, she's like mouthing it because my best friend's right there. And I'm like, what the, f-? I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then she like mouthed it again. And I'm like, yo, what happened? Come to find out, Danny peed on herself. <laughs> it's like my, grandmother, my grandmother did not open the door fast enough, so she ran down the stairs and she peed on herself. So, yeah, I, 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 I was like police knocking on her, his grandmother's door. She stood and answered the fucking door, <laughs> and I was drunk. And next thing I know, nature was happening, and I just, I just knew I ran down. I ran down 11 flights of steps and then ran out the building. You did. And jumped back in the car. And I was <laughs> so embarrassed. But yeah, that was, that was definitely up there. Pretty embarrassing moment. All right, 3 2. I'm busting that ass. Three, three, two. All right, Danny, I'm going to give you a chance All right, to thanks. try to tie it up. All right. What is your husband's favorite sports team? Oh, the Lakers. That's so easy. LA Lakers. <laughs> All right, like, Kobe. Yes, exactly. Kobe was his fave. He is. You know, like this year is just so fucking long. 
garbage. The like Kobe's passing was only like sixty something days ago. Exactly. Shit is wild. But that seems like it seems like six or seven months ago. Like this year is just too much. I know, and we're only we're still like just out of the first. We're quarter. only in April, and it feels like That's we didn't. I'm like, what else is gonna happen? <laughs> Like I'm like yeah, 2020 is be nice. It, it is a lot. All right, so you tied it up, Danny. Look, I had, I didn't have that many rounds planned because I was like, <laughs> but you guys know each other pretty well. I mean, I would have given you a point because you did know the first car, but you. you know, but, your husband, he's a ball buster. Exactly, and he's very competitive. So if you could tell everybody where they can find you on social media, where they can find your podcast, plug, 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 promo, 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 everything. Yes. So TJ and I, TJ and Danny, we make up the Lovers Quarrel podcast and you can find us on all podcast platforms that you can think of. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at Lovers Quarrel Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Lovers Quarrel 7. And you can email us with any questions, concerns, comments, feedback from whatever at loversquarrelshow at gmail.com. It's L-O-V-E-R-S-Q-U-A-R-R-E-L spelled like there's no funny spelling on this of those two words. Um, (laughs) Currently drop episodes on Fridays, but we might be alternating the drop date soon. But we will, of course, let all of our listeners know before we do that. Um, But yeah, you know, if you want to hear... Uh, uh, you know, young married and outspoken couple talk their shit, and you know, just all the ups and downs of marriage, relationships, parenting, Life. adulting. Then we are your one stop shop for all of that, and we look forward to talking and hearing from all of Booney's listeners. And thank you for having us on. Yes, of course. Thank you for coming on. I am going to link all of that in the show notes. So follow them, subscribe, listen. Yes. They're pretty dope. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having us. us. This was fun. Yay. (laughs) All right, guys. I want to thank Danny and TJ of the Lovers Quarrel podcast for coming on the show. I enjoyed this conversation. It was nice to talk to a married couple, and I feel like they dropped some gems. So be sure to follow them and check out their podcast. It is linked in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode of The Boonie Breakdown, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Keep staying sane, healthy, and safe. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Until next time. 